Hello, knowledge seekers. In this episode of 20 Minute Books, we're diving into A Force for Good by Daniel Goleman. This insightful book uncovers how you can transform negative thoughts into positive actions, guided by the wisdom and vision of the Dalai Lama. Goleman illuminates how individual efforts of positivity can accumulate into a global force for good, advocating for change through mutual compassion. It's a compelling call to action, urging us to drive societal change by embracing mindfulness and compassion. Daniel Goleman, a renowned author, psychologist, and science journalist, brings his extensive experience to this work. Having worked for the New York Times for over a decade, specializing in psychology and brain sciences, Goleman has authored several influential books on psychology, education, and science. His expertise shines through in the way he connects the Dalai Lama's teachings with actionable paths toward contributing to a better world. A Force for Good is a must-read for those feeling despondent about the current global challenges. Fans of the Dalai Lama and anyone curious about the power of mindfulness practices will find this book enlightening and inspiring. It's a blueprint for anyone ready to become an agent of positive change, emphasizing the impact of collective good deeds on our global society. Join us as we explore how to turn compassion into action and become a force for good in the world. A Force for Good, the Dalai Lama's Vision for Humanity. Introduction. Unlock the wisdom of compassion for a better world. In today's world, flipping through the news channels can often leave you feeling disheartened. Wars, conflicts, and suffering seem to dominate our global narrative, leaving us to wonder if this cycle of despair is all there is. But there's a glimmer of hope in the wisdom of one of the world's most revered spiritual leaders, the Dalai Lama. He believes that at the root of our world's tribulations lies a stark deficit in compassion and moral responsibility. Our obsession with material wealth overshadows our concern for one another, spiraling us into turmoil. But what if we could change the narrative? The Dalai Lama proposes a transformative approach, one that involves cultivating compassion and love to replace our negative emotions. By doing so, we not only enhance our own well-being, but also commit ourselves to the happiness of those around us. He urges us to harmonize the teachings of science and religion, leveraging their wisdom to fuel our journey toward being a force for good. In this enlightening exploration, you'll discover the critical distinction between beneficial and harmful selfishness, the urgent call for an economic paradigm rooted in compassion, and the Dalai Lama's morning routine a practice that sets the tone for a day lived with purpose and empathy. Join us as we unfold the Dalai Lama's vision for a world where compassion reigns, guiding us to a future brimming with hope and harmony. Part 1. Embrace your inner goodness to foster a world of compassion. Imagine starting your day at the crack of dawn while the world outside is still draped in a veil of serenity. At 5.30 a.m., as the first glimmers of light pierce through the darkness, there's one revered figure who's already up, engaging with the global events of the day, the Dalai Lama. Against the backdrop of his morning routine, one might find it surprising that his day begins with tuning into the BBC News over breakfast. Yet, 
It is precisely this daily engagement with the world's happenings that has led him to a profound insight. The news, with its relentless stream of stories about violence, cruelty, and tragedy, paints a grim picture of our world. Yet, the Dalai Lama identifies a root cause amid the chaos, a pervasive lack of compassionate moral responsibility. It appears that our actions are increasingly driven by self-interest, sidelining the ethical duty we have towards each other. This realization paints a rather somber reality, but it also brings to light a powerful opportunity. If humanity is capable of causing such widespread havoc, then surely we possess the equal potential to contribute positively, to become what the Dalai Lama envisions as a force for good. This transformative power starts on an individual level, rooted in self-awareness and introspection. It's about cultivating an inner environment where negative emotions like anger, frustration and despair are replaced with a deep sense of moral purpose and compassion, not only towards other people, but towards our planet as a whole. The journey towards becoming a force for good is not exclusive to those who can dedicate hours to meditative practices. Like the Dalai Lama, it's accessible to all of us through small, meaningful steps. He outlines a practical approach that begins with an inward glance, focusing on mastering our own minds and emotions. By achieving a greater sense of inner peace and empathy, we are better equipped to recognize where our actions can make a difference in the world. This powerful message from the Dalai Lama invites us to reflect on our capacity for kindness and moral responsibility. By fostering these virtues within ourselves, we can step out into the world as agents of positive change, contributing to a future where compassion guides our collective actions. Part 2. Master Your Emotions for Wiser Decisions Imagine if every decision you made came from a place of clarity and calm, unaffected by the whirlwind of emotions that often drive our actions. Even the Dalai Lama, known for his serene composure, admits to once having grappled with a fiery temper. The path to mastering one's emotions, as he discovered, is far simpler than many might think. A crucial technique in this journey involves pausing before acting on our impulses. It's about stepping back, reflecting on the potential outcomes of our actions, and choosing a path that aligns with our higher values. This practice was put to the test in a deeply challenging moment during March 2008. The Chinese army had been suppressing Tibetan protesters with force, leading to numerous arrests and incidents of violence. The news was enough to inflame anyone's anger, including the Dalai Lama's. Yet rather than surrendering to his initial emotions, he took a moment to contemplate deeply. He envisioned the faces of those Chinese officials, not with animosity, but with a heart full of love, compassion, and forgiveness. By doing so, he recognized that reacting out of anger would only escalate the harm and chose instead to rein in his feelings. It's essential to understand that managing our emotions doesn't mean suppressing them. Suppressing what we feel can be like shaking a soda bottle. Eventually, the pressure builds up until it bursts uncontrollably. Instead, mindfulness about our emotions is key. This involves acknowledging when we're engulfed by negative feelings and probing a little deeper. Are our reactions proportionate to the situation at hand? Are these emotions something we've felt before in similar contexts? 
Such self-reflection can illuminate our emotional patterns, paving the way for us to turn those intense feelings into positive, constructive actions. Through this mindful approach, we can learn not just to react, but to respond, to make choices that are informed, considerate, and ultimately wise. The Dalai Lama's teachings remind us that the power to transform our emotional landscapes lies within, guiding us towards decisions that reflect our best selves. Part 3. The Core of Our Beings. Nurturing Compassion for a Fulfilling Life. Have you ever paused to consider the essence of compassion? It's more than just a moral virtue or an emotional response. It's a fundamental aspect of our being that transcends cultural and religious boundaries. With a deeper understanding of emotional awareness under our belts, we're now poised to explore the profound nature of compassion. Let's uncover its roots and recognize its pivotal role in our lives. The Dalai Lama offers an insightful perspective, suggesting that compassion is ingrained in our very nature, independent of religious affiliations. This concept isn't reserved for humans alone. Even animals such as dogs and cats exhibit altruistic behaviors. This leads to an intriguing question. Why should we confine compassion to the constraints of religious practices and doctrines? Compassion, as it turns out, is a fundamental biological trait. It's evident in the instinctual care parents provide for their children, ensuring their survival. This intrinsic drive towards caring and compassion signals a deeper biological basis for these feelings. Moreover, our bodies inherently crave positive emotions like love, joy, and playfulness. These feelings are not just fleeting moments of happiness. They're essential for our well-being, bolstering our immune system, and reducing the risk of heart disease. On a psychological level, we're hardwired to seek comfort in relationships marked by affection, compassion, and a sense of belonging within a community. What's truly remarkable about compassion is its ability to shift our focus beyond ourselves, connecting us with something much greater. It's not just about feeling good. It's about being part of a collective humanity, striving for a shared purpose. This sense of a larger mission not only enlivens us, but also imbues our lives with meaning and fulfillment. Having explored the origins and significance of compassion, let's delve further into how it manifests in our actions and interactions, enriching our world. Stay tuned as we continue this journey into the heart of compassion. Part 4. Transforming Compassion into Tangible Action Through Fairness, Transparency, and Accountability Compassion, as envisioned by the Dalai Lama, is far from being a mere nicety reserved for special occasions. It represents a call to arms for moral responsibility that permeates every aspect of public life. It's about acknowledging the harsh reality of injustice and taking a stand against it, whether by exposing corruption or driving systemic reforms. This vision of compassion is active and engaged, defined by three pivotal principles, fairness, transparency, and accountability. These principles are not abstract ideals, but practical guides for daily living. Treating everyone with fairness, being transparent in our dealings, and owning up to our errors pave the way for a robust form of compassion. 
this approach transcends merely alleviating suffering. It involves an active participation in rectifying injustices and safeguarding individual rights. Moreover, the Dalai Lama urges us to understand and minimize our destructive emotions, recognizing that emotions like anger, while often viewed negatively, can serve as catalysts for beneficial change. The challenge lies in channeling these emotions constructively. Consider the social worker overwhelmed with cases beyond their capacity to manage effectively. It was moral outrage that fueled their resolve to demand and achieve a more reasonable workload. Yet, there lies a thin line between constructive and destructive anger. How do we ensure our frustrations lead to positive outcomes? The key lies in maintaining compassion even for those we are at odds with. By rooting our actions in compassion, we prevent our anger from becoming blind rage and instead use it as a force for good. This discussion introduces compassion not only as a foundational value, but as an actionable principle that can bridge divides and foster understanding, including the perceived rift between science and religion. As we continue, we'll delve deeper into how compassion can illuminate pathways to reconcile these seemingly disparate realms. Part 5. The Synergy of Science and Spirituality The Dalai Lama, a figure synonymous with spiritual wisdom, has an intriguing habit that might raise eyebrows. He frequently engages with Nobel Prize-winning scientists. This might come as a surprise to some, but it shouldn't. The Dalai Lama embodies the belief that science and religion, rather than being at odds, can actually complement each other beautifully. It's a perspective worth considering. The common misconception is that spirituality and science operate on separate, if not conflicting, planes of understanding. However, this couldn't be further from the truth. Both realms are in pursuit of the same ultimate goal, to unearth the realities of our existence and comprehend the universe's workings. Given their shared objective, combining their strengths seems not only logical but also necessary. Science possesses a unique ability to resonate across cultural and religious divides, speaking a universal language that transcends the sectarianism often associated with religious beliefs. Its evidence-based approach provides a common ground for people from diverse backgrounds. Yet, science doesn't have all the answers particularly when it comes to understanding the intricacies of the human mind. Here, the ancient wisdom of Buddhism, with its extensive exploration of consciousness, offers invaluable insights. By integrating ancient spiritual teachings with the latest scientific discoveries, we can achieve a deeper understanding of our mental processes. Moreover, science can bolster the credibility of spiritual practices among those who might otherwise be skeptical. Consider the example of Compassion Cultivation Training, CCT, a program rooted in traditional Tibetan exercises and adapted for a modern audience. When researchers at Stanford University's Center for Compassion and Altruism, Research and Education, studied CCT, they found it significantly reduced anxiety and enhanced happiness, even among individuals with severe social phobia. For those suffering from chronic pain, it was shown to decrease pain sensitivity. Such findings exemplify how the collaboration between science and spirituality can lead to real-world benefits, enhancing our well-being in tangible ways. The convergence of these two realms 
encourages a holistic understanding of the human experience, one that honors the complexity of our existence. As we move forward, it's clear that integrating compassion and cooperation into various sectors, including the economy, is not just beneficial but essential. The interplay between science and spirituality paves the way for a more enlightened approach to addressing the challenges we face, advocating for a future where knowledge and wisdom go hand in hand. Part 6. Imagining a World with a Compassionate Economy In the ever-evolving discourse on prosperity and poverty, one question remains steadfast. Can we forge an economic system that fosters equality without inflicting social harm? The Dalai Lama firmly believes in the possibility. At the heart of economic ailments, we find not flawed systems, but a severe shortage of moral compassion among those in power. Capitalism and socialism alike are susceptible to decay when infiltrated by greed and self-serving agendas. The issue with contemporary capitalism is starkly evident in the widening chasm between the affluent and the impoverished. Economist Thomas Piketty in his seminal work Capital, illuminates a grim reality where wealth accumulation benefits the rich at the expense of working individuals, creating a relentless cycle of inequality. Interestingly, the Dalai Lama identifies with Marxist principles, attracted by their inherent concern for human welfare. But history has shown the catastrophic outcomes of some socialist models. So, What alternative does the Dalai Lama propose? His vision is profound yet simple. A compassionate economy. This ideal model marries entrepreneurial zeal with staunch social responsibility, supporting a system where businesses operate with the philanthropic heart of a non-profit organization. Case in point, prosperity. Candle, a beacon of hope, empowers individuals from challenging backgrounds, such as Iraqi and Thai Burmese refugees and Haiti earthquake survivors, turning candle-making into a lifeline for about 600 women. Then there's Muhammad Yunus's groundbreaking initiative Grameen Bank in Bangladesh, which introduced microloans for the impoverished, a stepping stone towards self-reliance and eventual prosperity. These examples are not mere anomalies, but represent a nascent but promising movement towards redefining capitalism. They embody the essence of a compassionate economy, where profit generation aligns with making a positive impact on society. Such endeavors signal the dawn of a transformative era in business, illustrating that it's indeed possible to harmonize the pursuit of economic success with profound social responsibility. Part 7. Uniting for Change. The Synergy of Privilege and Struggle. In the intricate dance of societal progress, every individual, regardless of their station in life, holds the baton of responsibility. The disparities in opportunity that divide us also present a unique challenge, an invitation for both the privileged and the underprivileged to collaboratively sculpt a future that's more equitable and just. For those blessed with abundance and privilege, the path forward extends beyond mere charity. It involves a deeper engagement with the needs of the less fortunate, be it through education, vocational training, or broader community support. Investing a portion of time, energy, and resources can ignite significant changes in the lives of those on the fringes of society. Conversely, those facing adversity bear their own share of responsibility 
despite the weight of their burdens, embracing an ethos of self-help and determination plays a critical role in their journey towards empowerment. This spirit of resilience is vividly epitomized by the Tibetan people, who have risen above the false narratives of inferiority imposed upon them during harsh periods of oppression. Once subjected to propaganda that demeaned their intellectual capabilities, Tibetans have proven, given equal opportunity, their equal competence in education and professional arenas. This realization shattered the chains of demeaning stereotypes, propelling them towards greater educational endeavors and consequent success. Such transformations underscore the remarkable human capacity for self-improvement, a theme that has captured the interest of psychologists across the globe. Carol Dweck of Stanford University introduced the concept of mindset, emphasizing the power of believing in one's potential for success. Meanwhile, Angela Duckworth from the University of Pennsylvania highlighted grit, the unwavering perseverance in pursuit of long-term goals through the storms of setbacks. Mahatma Gandhi offered a broader cultural and spiritual frame with the concept of swaraj, or self-mastery, underscoring the principle of self-rule as an instrument of personal and societal change. Regardless of the terminology, mindset, grit, or swaraj, the underlying principle remains steadfast. Real, sustainable change stems from a potent blend of external support and internal resolve. This synergy between those with privilege extending a hand and those in adversity reaching out to grasp it fosters a landscape where monumental societal transformations are not just possible, but inevitable. Part 8. Safeguarding Our Home, Confronting the Perils of Profit and Guilt Imagine the absurdity of burning your own furniture to keep warm during winter, a scenario none of us would willingly choose. Yet according to the Dalai Lama, humanity is metaphorically doing just that by exploiting the earth, the only home we have. Over the past six decades, our environment has been subjected to increasingly severe risks, fundamentally due to our collective preoccupation with profit and material gain. The evidence of our impact is ubiquitous, from the swelling number of vehicles congesting our roads to the profligate consumption of water, paper and other resources, not to mention the rash deployment of chemical fertilizers. These actions are not isolated, they contribute cumulatively to environmental degradation on an alarming scale. The most perplexing question arises, with the widespread awareness of these destructive patterns, why do we persist in these harmful behaviours? The unsettling answer lies in the potent allure of financial gain, which seemingly trumps the fear of potential calamities. This dilemma is exemplified by the illicit logging practices in regions like northern India, Bangladesh and China, where the ecological protective measures enacted by the government are sidestepped for the sake of profit, exacerbating flood risks and environmental instability. Elke Weber, a cognitive scientist, sheds light on the human tendency to conveniently suppress feelings of guilt associated with our environmental footprint. Our ability to tune out the distressing consequences of our actions acts as a psychological shield, enabling the continuation of exploitative behavior. In this critical juncture, it becomes paramount for us as individuals to confront and overcome the internal mechanisms that allow us to disengage from ecological responsibility. A practical method to foster this awareness is through the concept of the handprint, 
a visual representation of one's positive ecological contributions. Simple acts like conserving electricity or choosing bicycles over cars can incrementally enlarge one's handprint, serving as a vivid reminder of our capacity to either harm or heal our planet. By consciously expanding our ecological handprints, we not only cultivate a heightened sense of environmental stewardship, but also affirm our commitment to protecting the Earth for future generations. This approach underscores our potential to shift from being passive contributors to the planet's plight to proactive guardians of its well-being. Part 9. Transforming Conflict Through Positive Recognition and Cross-Cultural Friendships The inevitability of conflict in human interactions is a reality acknowledged even by the Dalai Lama. However, it's the approach to resolving these conflicts that determines the outcome. Central to peacebuilding efforts are the principles of good communication and mutual understanding. Surprisingly, creating a healthy dialogue amidst tension isn't as daunting as one might think. A powerful technique that can be utilized during confrontations is the exchange of positive affirmations. This entails acknowledging something admirable about the other party, as well as recognizing one's own positive attributes. A striking example of this strategy in action occurred in 1987 when philosopher A.J. Ayer found himself intervening in a potentially dangerous situation at a high-profile party in New York. Upon learning that someone was being accosted, Ayer encountered none other than Mike Tyson in the midst of what appeared to be an aggressive advance towards Naomi Campbell. Instead of escalating the tension, Ayer introduced himself with his notable academic title, placing himself and Tyson on equal footing, and proposed they discuss the matter calmly. His approach not only diffused the immediate threat, allowing Campbell to exit the situation safely, but also showcased an extraordinary display of emotional intelligence. But what about deeper, more entrenched conflicts that span months, years, or even centuries? Is there a blueprint for resolving these long-standing disputes? The answer, surprisingly, might lie in the power of individual friendships. Social psychologist Thomas Pettigrew's comprehensive review of over 500 studies from more than 38 countries involving responses from a quarter of a million participants underscores this point. His findings reveal a consistent pattern. Emotional bonds, whether friendships or romantic relationships, formed across opposing groups can significantly dismantle prejudices. This insight suggests that at the heart of conflict resolution is the human capacity for emotional connection. By fostering genuine relationships across cultural and ideological divides, we have a powerful tool at our disposal for overcoming biases and hostilities. In essence, the road to reconciliation is paved with positive acknowledgments and the cultivation of cross-cultural friendships, illustrating the profound impact personal interactions can have on broader socio-political landscapes. Part 10. Nurturing Compassionate Minds. The Call for an Education of the Heart. In today's competitive world, parents naturally desire academic excellence for their children, encouraging them to strive for top grades and high achievement. However, the Dalai Lama points out a critical oversight in this approach. The relentless focus on academic success often neglects the emotional and moral development of children, 
leading to undue stress and potential emotional harm. He advocates for a revolutionary shift in our educational system towards an education of the heart. This concept extends beyond the traditional accumulation of knowledge to embrace mental and emotional training. By focusing on the heart, the aim is to enhance students' abilities to concentrate, regulate emotions, and engage in deep reflection. An illustrative example of this approach comes from Simran Deol, an 11th grader who participated in an exercise designed to improve concentration. Equipped with a helmet that monitored her focus levels, Simran was asked to concentrate on a singular dot. Initially, her attention fluctuated, distracted by surrounding noises and sensations. The Dalai Lama then introduced a critical distinction in the art of concentration, differentiating between sensory and mental focus. By envisioning the dot, not just with her eyes, but also within her mind's eye, Simran demonstrated a significant leap in her ability to concentrate. This experiment underscores a simple yet profound technique in mind training, a skill that offers considerable benefits in decision-making and emotional control. But the education of the heart spans even broader, aiming to imbue future generations with a strong ethical foundation and compassionate values crucial for leadership. Through mind training exercises like Simran's, students can learn about the mechanics of the mind, the dynamics of emotions, and the importance of empathy and caring. This holistic approach equips them to navigate conflicts peacefully and fosters a deep sense of unity with all humanity. The Dalai Lama envisions an educational paradigm that not only cultivates intellectual capabilities, but more importantly, nurtures the heart. By embracing this holistic view of education, we can prepare our children not just for success in their personal and professional lives, but also for a life filled with compassion and empathy towards others. Part 11. Finding Hope by Looking Through the Lens of History In the midst of today's global challenges, it can be easy to fall into despair, viewing the world through a lens of pessimism. Yet, by adopting a broader perspective and appreciating our collective journey through time, we find reasons for optimism and gratitude. Consider the stark contrast in attitudes towards war. In earlier eras, war was often glorified, with citizens rallying to participate in the conflict with a sense of pride. Today, however, there's a growing disillusionment with the notion of war and a robust movement advocating for peace, challenging political norms across the globe. This shift underscores the importance of long-term thinking, reflecting on historical progress can provide us with the hope necessary to navigate through current difficulties. Karl Friedrich von Weizsäcker, a German philosopher and a mentor to the Dalai Lama in quantum physics, often reflected on the profound transformation in relations between Germany and France. Once bitter adversaries, these nations witnessed their leaders, Charles de Gaulle of France and Konrad Adenauer of Germany, form a friendship that laid the groundwork for the European Union, a concept that would have seemed unfathomable during the horrors of the Second World War. In the present day, establishing peaceful relations between certain conflict-ridden countries may appear just as inconceivable. The relentless stream of distressing news can paint a grim picture, suggesting a world devoid of compassion on a perpetual brink of further chaos and hostility. 
However, it's crucial to bear in mind that the media's primary role is to report on conflicts and crises, inadvertently skewing our perception of reality. This constant focus on the negative aspects of human nature can eclipse the overwhelming prevalence of kindness and cooperation that occurs daily, albeit with less fanfare. Imagine the transformative impact of shining a spotlight on the countless acts of generosity, understanding, and benevolence that define the essence of humanity. By amplifying these stories of compassion, we could foster a more balanced view of the world, one that acknowledges the challenges we face, but also celebrates our capacity for kindness, cooperation, and positive change. In embracing this perspective, we affirm that at the core of human interaction, lies not cruelty, but a profound and enduring kindness. Part 12. Embrace your role in shaping a better world. In a world that often seems overwhelming with its endless cycle of problems, it's easy to feel powerless. Yet, the truth is quite the opposite. Maintaining a positive outlook and translating that positivity into action and persistence is crucial. It's not merely about discussing the need for change, it's about taking tangible steps to make it happen. Consider the inspiring work of the Reverend Bill Cruz in Sydney, Australia. He has initiated a myriad of humanitarian projects, ranging from soup kitchens and homeless shelters to free health clinics and providing reading tutors for disadvantaged children. When the Dalai Lama visited Sydney, he didn't hesitate to don an apron over his monk's robes and assist Bill Cruz in serving food to those in need. This act underscores a significant lesson, the importance of getting involved and contributing to positive change, irrespective of one's status or resources. The Dalai Lama champions the belief that the real power of transformation resides not in organizations, governments, or authoritarian regimes, but within individuals themselves. While top-down directives can enforce changes in behavior, they cannot instill compassion in people's hearts. True change originates from a personal commitment to act kindly and considerately, setting an example for others to follow. So where does one begin? The starting point varies from person to person. As the Dalai Lama wisely notes, everyone can find a context where they make a difference. The human community is nothing but individuals combined. This perspective is empowering. It reminds us that each one of us, regardless of our circumstances, holds the capacity to contribute to societal change. By recognizing our potential for positive impact and acting upon it, we can each play a part in crafting a more compassionate and equitable world. Final summary In our current era, marked by widespread injustice and hardship, the clarion call for transformative change has never been more urgent. The journey toward a better world begins not on the global stage, nor within the walls of powerful institutions, but within the heart and actions of each individual. The capacity for change lies firmly in our hands, predicated on our willingness to move beyond self-serving pursuits and negative emotions, and to embrace a life led by compassion and proactive kindness. It's a call to recognize our interconnectedness and the profound impact our choices and actions can have on our communities and the world at large. By nurturing a spirit of empathy, committing to ethical conduct and taking concrete steps toward altruism, 
We embolden not just ourselves, but also inspire those around us to embark on this path of positive transformation. Thank you for joining me today on this journey of learning and discovery as we explored the insights of another thought-provoking book in our growing library of knowledge. If you've enjoyed our time together, please take a moment to follow our podcast, give us a five-star rating, and share 20-minute books with other knowledge seekers. Your support truly means a lot. Don't forget to join me again in the next episode, where we will delve into another enriching book. Until then, happy reading and happy listening.